What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Getting Blitz with Andrew and Terrain. I'm Terrain. And I'm Andrew. And it's time to get blitz. Thank you all for tuning in this week. Uh, it's going to be a shorter one of our podcasts. Uh, we're going to be talking just strictly about last week's playoff matchups in the NFL and this week's playoff matchups in the NFL. Uh, but before we do, uh, Andrew, I heard that you're too much of a coward to come face me this weekend. S- something like that. I mean, what, what am I facing you in? I'm not really sure. But uh, <laughs> basically, I was supposed to go up to Terrain's house this weekend, me and the fam, visit him and his fam. And it uh, turns out there's supposed to be a bunch of snow this weekend, and Terrain didn't know about it, so... No. You know. Had had literally zero idea of the weather in my town. You had more of a grasp of the weather in my town than I did, <laughs> so... Yeah, and I want to I make this very clear. Like, we don't really live that close anymore. We're like, what, an hour and a half? Or oh, maybe more? It's over an hour and a half. I would say two hours away from each other. Yeah, it's pretty wacky, so like... And Andrew's house <laughs> is how, how far away would you say, Katrina? Hour 45. You're about an hour Yeah, just long away. enough to suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just inconvenient enough that, like, bad weather is, like, a legit r- legit reason not to come. <laughs> yeah, now, if, like, it was, like, like the good old days terrain when you lived, like, ten minutes away from my house. Yeah. You know, we, we would have done something. We would have walked down the I, highway towards each other's house like we used to. I, yeah, literally, I was going to say, when we were, when we were, I know, I used to, I walked to your house numerous times when we lived like in like cut t- like a town away but but in reality it's like seven it's like a seven mile walk <laughs> oh yeah it's not close like it, it on foot it's not something no. you want to do <laughs> no but <laughs> like, we were kids and cars were were scarce for us we didn't I have think, those <laughs> i think the best part was like it'd be middle of the summer it'd be like a 95 degree day and you'd be walking in like black pants black shirt black sweatshirt and like a headband on, and I'm like, I got trained. What I are you doing? Style. I got my style. And I'm not. I'm not deviating from the style. Uh, oh. <laughs> before we get into the before we get into the sports, um, real quick, how's Bonnie doing? Bonnie's doing great, actually. I mean, I took her to the vet a couple nights ago. That was more expensive than I would have hoped, but overall, <laughs> she's doing really well. She's getting along with everybody. She's been sleeping in our bed. I wake up and she's like practically on my face. So I think we got a nice one and I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about it. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad you have a, an awesome kitty cat. I know from experience, kitty cats are the, are pretty dope. I, I do want to touch on something before we get into uh, today's topics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to blame you for this weird <laughs> obsession going on in my household these last few days. Oh, please. Where yeah, <laughs> go ahead. To go ahead and tell. I'll tell the backstory, but you tell what happened. Go ahead. Where my wife and I have been watching smash hit Netflix reality show The Circle. <laughs> oh my god, The Circle is great. <laughs> there's, Explain there's, what it is. <laughs> okay, so The Circle is a Netflix reality show where a bunch of people live apparently in the same house, but I guess in different... It's like an, it's like an apartment building. Right, it's a different... It's like an apartment building. They live in different, And they're all getting to know each other online through the circle. 
and some of them are real, some of them are fake, some of them named Adam are creepy as shit. And Adam's they, weird. And they just have to, <laughs> and they just have to like, I don't know, flirt, uh, f- befriend, and backstab each other uh, in yeah. order to try to stay in the house and vote other people out of the house. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think the premise is actually pretty interesting because they're, they're like locked in this room, essentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, like every now and then they're allowed to work out or go out on this roof or something to sit by this jacuzzi. But uh, for the most part, nights in 90% of the show, they're just locked in this one room. It's like a studio apartment. Kid. And uh, the only way they can communicate is through this uh, social network called The Circle that they created for the show. And I just think it's really interesting to see how uh, people act in that situation because very quickly that would become your new reality, I feel. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Uh- uh, do you think that the circle is actually a roundabout way of showing how dangerous solitary confinement is? Because <laughs> I am almost certain that it is driving some of those people literally insane. <laughs> it's it's very possible because it's it's just so weird because like like I said, it becomes your reality. So your reality comes that you're. You're confined in this small room, and the only outside communication you have is through this app, essentially. Just uh, like seven other weirdos sure, who like, are I'm also sure it has to fuck with your head. Like, and the yes. goal is the winner gets a ton of money. But the one spoiler alert: the one who is catfishing people as I believe Mercedes and yes. has the giant teddy bear <laughs> in the room is just straight up fucking out of his mind. He literally yeah. he keeps going. Or, or I think my oh no, he's Rebecca. Rebecca, Rebecca, because he keeps going. Huh? I wonder what Rebecca would think about that. What the going on with this and rebecca's his girlfriend in real life (laughs) yeah but but he's not asking what his girlfriend would think he has literally concocted a fake person named rebecca and he is now just losing his mind and slowly turning into rebecca (laughs) oh yeah he does he does a pretty good job he's funny uh i I think my favorite is shabam yes (laughs) shuby our boy shuby shuby and uh joey I I think we're gonna have to. I know they they release episodes. I believe it's like every week they release like four. I don't know. Oh, how is that many. how it works? Because that's what we were wondering, really. Because it started this year, and we're like, yeah, we're on episode six. How is this possible? Yeah, they drop four episodes every time they they drop an episode. Uh, they drop episodes, so I don't know how many are in the in the show. No lie, if they did this the entire year, I'd watch every fucking time they came out. It's it's so bad, but so good. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, yes. We're well. I don't want to say where we're at in case like one of us are ahead of each other or something like that. But yeah. Anyways, that being said, weird ass, bad ass, dope ass show for you to check out on Netflix. The Circle. Give it a look. Yes. Um, but getting blitzed approves of the circle <laughs> and yeah, it's our show. when it's all said and done, we will have one episode that's just strictly dedicated to the circle. We could do a circle recap. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, some friends of mine that do a podcast about sports. They talk about the goddamn bachelor for way longer than I'd like. So fuck you guys. <laughs> We're talking about the circle. Start watching. <laughs> What podcast is this, and why have they not come on our podcast? It's a, it's some uh, some friends of mine um, do a podcast called Trust the Pod. Go listen to it. It's on. Uh, they do Anchor as well, so it's everywhere you can get your podcast. It's fun. They're dope people. I'd love for them to come on, but they're also like we 
swear and drink, so <laughs> they they gotta distance themselves. Theirs is a PG, whereas ours. Oh, is they're a, a little more PG than us. Okay. They're a lot they're, more PG than us. <laughs> they don't they don't do like baby handcuff segments. They don't stuff. do baby handcuff segments. I don't think they had a pretend producer who committed crimes and was on a wild goose wild police chase. I don't think they did those things on theirs. You know, because they're losers. <laughs> let's get into sports um so we had the divisional round of the nfl playoffs um first of all it was i'll admit i slept through like every single game i've been sleeping a lot you do that during games i take naps yeah like sometimes i'll message you and i'm you don't message back within two minutes i'm like oh he's totally taking a nap right now (laughs) there are times where you message me and i don't message back for hours and i'll so there are times where i'll try to message back like i was like nothing happened i just misplaced my phone and i don't say anything about it but i know we all know i went to bed i fell asleep um (laughs) like for example uh went to sleep and the texans were doing pretty well um, and then woke up yeah, we'll, to a completely different reality. Yeah, we could talk about that one first, because that was yeah. one I, I shot you a message, and I'm like, oh my god, are we going to see Texans versus Titans in the championship game? Because they're up, what, was it 24-0 they were up? They were and up then, 24 to nothing It was their biggest lead, I believe. Yeah, and then Kansas City's like, we're going to go on a 41-point run. That's <laughs> bananas. That's like bonkers. And And... And Tony Romo was calling that game. I know at some point in the game when it looked bleak for the Chiefs, he said something along the lines of, you can't count out the Chiefs. And it just turned around for them. They were putting up points on points on points, stacking 51 big ones to get the win over the Texans. They were laying pipe, right? Yeah. What? Yes. (laughs) What do you... How, what do you credit that to? Is that just a team that has no quit? Is that a team that, you know, they, they spark and they get hot and it, there's no stopping them? What do you see in the in the Kansas City Chiefs? I think it's probably a combination of both of those, right? Because everybody knows they have the potential. Everybody knows they have the offensive talent. It was just a matter of when it was going to happen. Um, and you've seen spurts of it throughout the season, but what you saw over the weekend uh, against the Texans was just unthinkable, right? They're down twenty four zero, and they come up, they come back to win fifty one to thirty one. Like you just, it just showed how good Patrick Mahomes really still is. And I think a lot of people got kind of used to him not performing up to that level anymore. But I think he's awake. I think the Giant has awoken, and I think he's ready to charge into the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, the guy put up three hundred and uh, over three hundred passing yards, five touchdowns, no picks. He also got it done on the ground, seven rushes for fifty three yards. That's one thing I always want him to do more. I he he moves, he does very well moving his legs behind the behind the line of scrimmage. I want him to take it out, get those yards. He did that on that day. It is bananas the way that that team played. Um, and you got to give it up for Travis Kelsey who's, you know, trying to fight for that title of best tight end in the league, uh, grabbing 10, 134 yards, so three touchdown catches. It is, he's, that that team is clicking on all cylinders, and everyone in their path should be afraid. Yeah, and, and right now it's the perfect storm for them, because they're in this situation that, we've talked about this in past episodes, they still have Mahomes on his rookie deal. So they're only paying him like $4 million this year or something like that. So they can surround him with talent. They can afford to have 
uh, the best tight end in the game, a few of the really fastest game-breaking receivers. They can afford to have, you know, star players on different levels of their defense. So, I mean, I, I think they also benefit from that, but I think at the same time, like, he's ready to go. Like, and you can tell that he, he does have that weapon uh, of his legs to utilize if he chooses to do so. And everything else kind of opens that up. Having Tyreek Hill going deep, having Travis Kelsey going across the middle, having the threat of Williams running out of the backfield kind of gives Mahomes that ability to run if he wanted to, but he doesn't have to because the players are so good around him. Yeah. What do you what do you think of, uh, on the other on the flip side? What do you think about the Texans? Is that 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 collapse that twenty four uh, no twenty uh, four nothing to turning that around to a twenty point loss? Who's who are we looking at on that one? Is that is that a coaching situation? Is that just the players becoming complacent after going up by so much, not being prepared for the Chiefs? What do you think that is? I definitely think there was an element of the team becoming complacent throughout the game. Uh, they're up twenty four points. You know, I'd say nine times out of ten, you're up by twenty four, you're going to win. So I believe they got a little bit comfortable. They kind of took for granted how good Patrick Mahomes really is. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it kind of has to fall on the coach. It has to fall on O'Brien, in my opinion, because you're up 24 nothing. You should not lose that football game. I don't care who you're playing. You're up 24. You should win. Uh, that's just my belief. I, I think you should find a way to win that football game. And I think he let him down. I think he let his players become complacent. I don't think he coached, you know, the best. There's some uh, questionable calls there. But overall, I think the Texans are a good team. They put up 31. You usually win with that but they didn't. So I, I feel like this falls on O'Brien. Yeah. I also have to say this is a coaching situation. If you're up 24 to nothing, there's almost no excuse for losing a football game or 24 to nothing. Rather. I, I do understand that you're going up against the former MVP and you're going up against a high powered offense that just decided to kick it into gear. But you were, you scored 24 points before they could score anything. Now it's about, you know, clock management, getting first downs and, and just making that defense hurt. And the idea that they weren't able to do that, you know, losing a fumble, uh, you know, missing a field, like just some of these things. It's just like you got to you, you, you got to be able to um, you got to be able to, to do better than that. And, and, and that's 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 the part of the game that's mental. And that's the part of the game that's, you know. A coaching factor. The coach has to do a better mm-hmm. job. I don't think Bill O'Brien is the best best for that team. I also think you have to take into account that they don't have a general manager. Um, they opted to go the entire offseason, the entire season, and it looks like they may even go till next season without hiring a gen- general manager. Well, that's because Bill and, O'Brien's the goddamn general manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and true, touche. Um, but I, I think what happened is that you started to kind of see the flaws in their team come playoff time. Uh, their defense wasn't as good as it used to be. It's not what it was before. Um, yeah. And they don't have, you know, a steady running back. They have Carlos Hyde, who is maybe a touch above average. And then they have Duke Johnson, who's a really good pass catcher, but he's not going to, he's not a bell cow running back. So I think they're missing a running back. And had they had a GM, maybe they would have taken care of that position a little, uh, a little better, been a little smarter about it. But I'm not really sure. At the end of the day, they have the pieces to be good. Uh, they have a franchise left tackle now. They gave away a lot to get him, but they have him in Tunsil. Uh, they have Deshaun Watson, who is the clear franchise quarterback. Yeah. They have DeAndre Hopkins, who is arguably the best receiver in football. I'd say he's probably number two. Uh, they have Will Fuller that can stretch the field. They, I mean, they have these players to build around. 
um, at this point. I think they just need a coach. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, let's move from let's move from uh, an unfortunate event that happened for the Texans to a division rival who had a very fortunate event. Uh, the Tennessee Titans dispatching the MVP, Big Trust himself, and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, give me what do you, what do you think about this? This is just the shell shock of the playoffs. The Ravens going down game one. That's nuts. Yeah, I never in a million years would have expected this to happen. Uh, earlier in the earlier in this podcast, I was going Patriots. Then the Patriots got knocked off, and I believe the Ravens were going to win it. Uh, <laughs> and then they got knocked off. So apparently, the Titans are just this team that nobody knew about. Uh, because they're, they're just killing it. I mean, really, it's Derrick Henry. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was shocked. I mean, Lamar Jackson, you know, if you if you take away his two interceptions, he still had an okay day, but he didn't play up to normal Lamar Jackson standards, which is crazy to think when someone almost threw for 400 yards and had 143 on the ground. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, their team was built built behind Lamar Jackson uh, succeeding and playing strong, and... Uh, he just didn't show up to uh, his normal standards that day. Do I think he's I, still the MVP? Yeah. Do I think he's going to be good? I do. But I don't think he showed up like he normally did. I will say this. And I, I think I said this in... I, I know I've said this out loud. I just don't know if I said it on mic. Um, I wasn't going to be surprised if the Ravens lost. I would have been surprised. I was surprised by the way they lost. I was surprised by the fact that it was by two scores. I was surprised that it just didn't look like a good guy. I thought, you know, it would be like a close one and they might lose it at the end. But I did. Th I thought mm -hmm. they were going to win. Let me don't get me wrong. I said they were going to win. But I said I wouldn't have been surprised if they lost. This loss was very surprising. Um, just the the Ravens just kind of not being able to get anything going on offense, only putting up 12 points in the game. I mean, yes, I get that Lamar Jackson did run for 140 and, all, and you know, throw for 360. I get that. Uh, but it didn't, I mean, some of it came in garbage time. Some of it was just, it just wasn't. Uh, turning into points on the board. Uh, meanwhile, you got Derrick Henry, who you know he's having he's having the time of his life in these playoffs. He's mm -hmm. have, he he had a fucking uh, birthday party bowling over the Patriots and decided he wasn't done and wanted to get more. Um, they let him touch it for thirty for almost two hundred yards, and the motherfucker threw a touchdown in. You can't stop him anywhere, like. I don't know. I, I, I it's it's gonna be very tough for the Chiefs to deal with that kind of running power in the in the in the ch conference championship game. Cause damn, it, he's just he's just hard to stop on the ground. He's not fast. He's just really hard to bring down. I mean, he's pretty fast too. Like I, I mean, he's, he's not that fast. he's not like Tyreek Hill fast or anything. But I mean, he's he's fast. No, he's like he would be. I would say an 80, 88 speed in Madden. Yeah, I'd give him like a 92. You, you're If you're giving him a 92, you're wrong. In fact, you keep talking, I'm literally going to look up what his Madden speed is <laughs> right now. <laughs> what, what I think is really interesting, though, is like, so coming out of college, he was this big name, like, just because he was gigantic. Like, literally, he was just huge. And um, his first few years, he had to share the ball a little bit, you know, did whatever. And then last year was kind of his coming out party where uh, he went for over 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns. And then this year, towards the end of the year, he just 
piled it on and piled it on. I mean, he ended up with over 1,500, the league rushing champ, 16 touchdowns, and now you're seeing him just dominate the playoffs. So as much as I want to say, like, Kansas City's going to win that game, I think it's I, I don't think it's an easy game for him. I think there's a real chance that the Tennessee Titans represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, and it's absurd, uh, but I think it's legitimately a chance that can happen. <laughs> Derrick Henry is a 91 speed. I will give that point to you. Um, and we will pick uh, who we think is going to be going to the Super Bowl right after we talk about the NFC. Let's move uh, to... <coughs> The uh, bless you. Let's move to San Francisco, uh, where the uh, 49ers put the hurt on the Vikings 27 to 10 to get their place in the conference championship. I mean, looking at that game, nothing really jumps out at me. Nothing seems like it wasn't going to happen the way that it happened. It all seems pretty boilerplate. What did you think? Uh, I guess the surprising thing, and it's, it's really not that big of a surprise, but just how well they limited Delvin Cook. Uh, nine carries for only 18 yards, only averaged wow, two yeah. yards to tote. So, I mean, like, that's surprising. But then you look at the 49ers' defense, and it, it, it makes sense. But uh, even with as good as their defense was or is, I didn't think they were going to limit him uh, to the extent that they did. I expect him still to get probably above 60 yards and grab a touchdown. And, uh, you just saw that that was their game plan. They wanted to run with Dalvin Cook. It didn't work, and then they just couldn't get the separation through the air. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, I wasn't really surprised by much. Like, the 49ers, you know, if they were going to win, they were going to keep the Vikings to a low-scoring game, and that's what they did, and uh, now they're moving on to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it, it pretty much shook out the way that you thought everyone thought it was going to shake out. Um, 49ers were a better team. They just were better matched for uh, than the Vikings. Um, uh, it Vikings couldn't get anything going. You're right. I That is a surprise. Delvin Cook only getting two yards per carry on the ground and then, you know, catching six and only getting eight yards out of that. Um, mm-hmm. Not, not, not great. It's something that, that they can't have in the playoffs to win. Um, also only two catches for Stefan Diggs. I think this is kind of, I think it's kind of like not great, but overall mm-hmm. just a, just a, you know, a team that was playing against a better team. Um, I, I think that that defense on the, on the 49ers is outstanding and it's going to be very tough for anyone to get by that defense. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, we definitely will. And, uh, so, I mean, so that, that's how that really played out. Like the, the 49ers just had the stronger defense and just, I would say better coaching at this point and they won the game. Uh, so, Let's jump over to the other NFC game where we had the Green Bay Packers defeat the Seattle Seahawks by a score of 28 to 23. Uh, any surprises there for you, Train? Uh, I mean, not a surprise. I thought the Packers were going to win the game. It was quite close, um, which I, I also kind of thought. I don't think that I don't th- the Packers don't really this year. They haven't. They somehow have won 13 games. And I honestly, if I look at it, I'm like, they're close. All of them, aren't they? Um, I, except when they play the Cowboys and demolish us. Uh, <laughs> it looked, I mean, it, it's a, it was a good game for, it was a good game for, um, you know, the, the Packers. They were able to get, uh, you know, 62 rushes and two touchdowns out of Aaron Jones. Um, definitely probably want to bring that, uh, carrying average up, but Devonte Adams feasting with eight catches and 160 yards. 
Um, also dro- dropping in two touchdowns. Uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the the play. Um, the called first down that was online questionable. What did you <laughs> think? Was it a first down or was it not a first down? I, from what I saw from the different angles, I don't think it was a first down. Um, that, that's just where I stand on the play. Where do you, what do you think? I saw, okay. I, I saw the photo of the, of the field with the yellow line and truly, yes, he wasn't past the yellow line. But I also saw where the first down marker was, which seemed to be like a yard in front of the yellow line. And the yellow line isn't real. So I'm going to go with where the first (laughs) down marker was. I think based on that, he got that first down. I think if you were watching it and you were just focusing on what you saw as the first down line, fuck no, he didn't get it. But that's not what the first line, the first down line was. It, it, It just wasn't. I think it was it was misaligned and that sucks for people who are watching because that created such like a, yeah, especially in the playoffs. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're the NFL, you know how you have millions and millions and millions of people watching this. You, you make billions of dollars a year and I get it. Mistakes happen, but when you're this deep in the playoffs and you're in crunch time and you need to make the right call and have, you need to have it visually represented accurately online uh, and, and on screens. So, um, I, I didn't see that other angle. So, uh, admittedly, if I had seen that, I probably would have sided with you, but, uh, just based <laughs> off the yellow line, I was like, nah, yeah. I didn't get it. And I get that. Like, I get that. No one's like, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I would say the fault's probably with the network. I I'm assuming the network who puts on the game, they're the ones responsible for creating the graphics. Yeah. Um, so it's their fault that that line wasn't where it needed to be. But I truly, I think, looking at it, it was a first down. I know that I'm going to get people who are like, no, it wasn't. But I, fucking it was. So, I mean, tough. It's, it, it's like, it was. Sorry. <laughs> um, so we're seeing, uh, let's, let's go through, let's go for the NFC. In the NFC championship game, we are going to have uh, the Packers, the Green Bay Packers, led by Aaron Rodgers, make their way to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Now, they have played already this year, and the Packers won it uh, with time expiring. I think it was 33 to 30. I don't remember the score. Um, Who do you have to win this game? I am actually for one, for probably for like one of the first times all year, gonna say I have the 49ers winning. Oh. Uh, they're at home, and the Packers, like you said, have been in a lot of close games this year. So when it comes down to close teams with teams that have similar talent, uh, I usually go with the home team. So I'm gonna go with the 49ers. I get that. I get where you're coming from. I think that's a very fair assessment. Um,. I disagree. I think the Packers win the football game. I think that the there is no denying the hunger of the Packers. I get it. The uh, 49ers have been counted out all year, and they keep proving everybody wrong every time they're asked to, and that's awesome. Not this time. They're not going to win this game. The, the Unfortunately for them, their magic fun run ends at the hands of Aaron Rodgers 
and the Green Bay Packers. All right. And I could definitely see that happening. I mean, like I said, they're both really, really good teams. And, uh, I mean, anytime you're in a playoff game or a big game in general and you have Aaron Rodgers on your side, it's not really a not really a bad thing going for you there. So I could see it going either way, but I'm just going with the home team. Um, so let's just jump over to the AFC where we have the Tennessee Titans, the surging Tennessee Titans, going into Kansas City to battle the Chiefs. Who do you have winning this one? Let me tell you a fun fact. These teams played this year, too, and this game was also decided by three points, and the Tennessee Titans won this football game in Week (laughs) 10. They're not doing it again. I got my Chiefs. I got my Pat Mahomes. They're going to win this football game. I said it from the beginning of the year. I'm saying it now. The Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Book it. Uh, oh, don't remind me of him. I miss him so oh yeah, much. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs at home, too. I think just in general, the Chiefs are the better team. Uh, I, I think the Tennessee Titans winning would be the better story. It'd be more fun. But I, I think at some point their luck has to run out, and I think it's going to be against the Chiefs. They're just too good offensively to slow down. So I think I, the Chiefs win this one and go to the Super Bowl. I agree. All right. So... We each have a different Super Bowl in your Super Bowl. And I, who is your Super Bowl champion? In my Super Bowl, I, I have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. I have uh, Pat Mahomes ho- hoisting the Lombardi. And uh, I, I think it'll be great to see. And I'm excited to see Andy Reid finally get a championship to his credit. That's, I, I mean, yeah. And I, I'll say this for someone who has uh, hated Andy Reid for a while. Um, I, it, it, it's going to be, it's cool that he's having the success, not in Philly. Um, I'm I'm glad. And he's going to get to the, he's going to get to the, uh, Super Bowl. Uh, he's going to win. I think he is going to win. I think the Kansas city chiefs win this Super Bowl against the Packers. And I don't know, Aaron Rodgers in anger shoots Matt LaFleur in the shin. I think we're looking at (laughs) something along those lines. Um, I, I'm excited for the State Farm commercials that will be taking place during the Super Bowl if it is Chiefs at Packers. <laughs> oh my god, yeah! They should really film a new State Farm commercial. Oh, you know they will. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, before we go, can I just say, I hate the, the like, thirsty agent in the State Farm commercial. I don't You'll like, like him. him. He's not funny. He's just annoying to me. <laughs> He's okay. I mean, you know, whatever. He's so thirsty for the friendship of Aaron Rodgers. I just don't Wouldn't like you be? Him. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. All right. I like him again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. Please like the Facebook page, subscribe to the Facebook page, interact with the Facebook page. Andy is throwing up all sorts of content all sorts of sports haven't seen any tennis on there andy what the fuck's going on and then you can usually tell if i put something up there because it's usually vaguely political it is it usually is if there's some like good story it's like empowering it's probably terrain and if it's a shit post it's probably me you got it you know you know who's putting shit up um (laughs) you can follow andy on twitter andy what's your twitter my Twitter is Andrew Shouted. What is yours, Terrain? I am at Terrain Myricks. Uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere you get your podcasts. 
Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Uh,